0: What's going on, everybody? Session podcast here, Mike Stavler, Carl Bethke. What's happening out there, Carl? What's going on? I tell you
1: what, Mike. It's the end of the year, my friend. It and is. We uh we had a season. We did. We did. And it was educational. How's that sound? <laughs> it was educational. It was educational. Yeah. So we're gonna basically do a year in review. We do that. What we
0: learned and yeah that, uh, what we didn't learn we learned. <laughs> we learned stuff we did learn some stuff we didn't get the fourth one
1: we didn't son of a I know I feel What's going be on honest might feel like we yeah, failed we did we failed uh, there were a lot of things going on on that last hunt mm-hmm. uh, that we couldn't control um, but I think we'll start out, we'll just, we'll just start the season off. Beginning of the last year, you guys see us doing the podcast and everything. Uh, obviously, everybody knows uh, when the time starts, we start to do small property layouts. Mm-hmm. And Last year, small property layouts, which is our show that shows what Mike and myself are doing with our properties to improve it for Whitetail Hunting, which you guys will be able to see again this year, every <coughs> Wednesday. It'll come out 7 a.m., small property layouts you can check it out right here on our youtube channel yeah buddy um
0: last year we started early i mean we were done yeah. late october early november with hunting yeah we started last year this time last year we did here yeah and we so we're, were doing what putting ponds in and why did we do that
1: year. we needed water here and we did horribly bad which we learned that year
0: <laughs> yep from hunting Uh, Put two big ponds in And that was good. Yeah, we kept water on the property all year uh, Which was awesome because we went through a drought again here we did Uh, ponds never got below two feet deep Um, Opened up the whole uh, East end of the property to hunting now Mm -hmm. which we moved in you know in a whole nother set um, that it was full of deer every night. We didn't shoot anything out of there, but it was full of deer. Yep. Um, really utilized, you know, more of the property. Uh, kept more deer on the property, which is was our goal.
1: Control the movement
0: better. Yeah, we controlled the movement a lot better. Put in a lot. We put a
1: lot of trees in again. We put in 78 yeah. to 10-foot pines in this
0: year. Yeah. Even with this drought, which yeah. we put them in at the perfect time. Yeah, it did go in at the perfect time. We did lose some of them. Yep. Obviously, it got to be just too hard to try to keep them all watered so we lost some um but which is to be expected but uh yeah i mean that all it all worked out really good Mm -hmm. but nothing but changes need to be done again yeah well that's true (laughs) more more additions need to keep coming to it and and uh stuff like that but the stuff we did do worked out well yeah that's for sure we shot both of our bucks on your property this year yes
1: um my property was the same way last year. You guys seen Mike and I start out early. We started my place in January, basically. Uh, added some bedding, yep. added some water, and took away food. Yep. Um, and that partially worked. And what I mean by partially is uh, still had large deer numbers this year again. Yeah. So too again, many does. Again, too, we'll, too many does in the beginning, we'll for sure we do have some really cool plants coming up this year for my place you guys watch for that obviously some cool stuff that's going to be happening here on the BMR also yeah. um, we've seen plenty of deer at my place we seen some good bucks mm-hmm. we both had opportunity at big deer down there uh, just never really I mean they were all within 20 30 yards or less five yards yeah. um, but we never really had a clear shot at the animal so we didn't take it. Right. And like I said we both ended up taking bucks here on Mike's place which is awesome so obviously the small property layouts uh, worked out really well and then we went to our haunts so we you guys know we work out and prep our bodies so we can go on these hunts and our first hunt of the year was mule deer and antelope yep, in South Dakota, South Dakota. and uh, this is becoming one of our Favorite hunts, uh, something we would continue to do every year, possible. Um, we got a decent spot where we go, some nice people we get to, to uh, hunt with. And uh, day one started out well, as we were driving, it was over 100 degrees. Uh, yeah. yeah, driving in. It was and, and uh, degrees right we now took we wheelers this to year, which partially helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, as we were coming in, a big storm coming in yeah and it started raining and pouring and poured all night yeah it was nasty it was next day we got up it was like i want to say it was like only maybe
0: 50 degrees it was cold yeah, yeah it dropped it dropped a good 50 plus degrees overnight yeah and you would think man that's awesome for hunt. yeah it wasn't yeah <laughs> it was a mess it was a sloppy mess Yeah, and it continued to keep raining and um, just yeah so the first day it's kind of a washout kind of you know but uh, we, we went out later
1: we in then after and yeah, the we see some animals you know, and uh, tried to hunt mule deer the very first day and we got out and uh, got on two really good bucks mm-hmm. and it was real windy and we got well within shooting range of these two deer and we were uh, I was antsy is what it came down to made a poor decision Um, really didn't have a good range on the deer i guess um set it for what my rangefinder said which probably was being interrupted by moving grass and instead of waiting for both of us to have an opportunity to take two deer uh, i shot shot over this deer's back and both deer came out of the ravine and just left immediately we never seen those bucks again i think Yeah, I don't remember if we didn't know. They were the two biggest deer on the property because we had pictures from the landowner. Yep. Which was somewhat depressing. Uh, And then, (coughs) I don't even remember, did we antelope hunt that afternoon? Or
0: we just kind of go check it out? No, we didn't antelope hunt at all. No, just Uh mule deer hunting. No, we shot. Yeah, we got on that other one at the other end of the... Well, I was at the same end of the property, basically, because yeah. we, we mainly could only hunt the muleys in the one area of the property. South side of the property. Really the only area oh, that they were. Only terrain. Yeah, the, the rest place. of it's just, you know, grasslands. There's yep. nothing there. So we got on, a, on a, I don't know if we've seen a few more. We've we seen looked, a couple other bucks, but... Yeah, we were rolling on the top of the ridge and um, all of a come off, and there was one feeding in a little grass area, uh, and we both bailed off. And he took off, mm-hmm. um, and we went after him. He took off again, and then we saw him bed on the, that side, steep side hill. Yep. And uh, so Carl stayed and watched him, and I went. I worked the whole top around him and um, kept glassing back to see exactly where I was, because I kind of lost my area when I got up there. And uh, I got right above him, and popped over the top and ranged him and ended up shooting him mm-hmm. at uh i believe he was 70 yards below me and like a 50 at, um, degree down yeah, it was a steep angle down below me and hit him um he, he still went he went away his 150 yards 200 Probably yards or whatever and he was gushing blood out of him and i did shoot him again but that was the first day um or the, well the first whole day yes in velvet, had yeah. velvet on him? Yeah, he's the only dude that had any velvet on him, actually. We were wholly, really pushing for velvet. Yeah, you know, to shoot for velvet to deer, shoot deer. they were pretty much all out of velvet. He had some velvet hanging on him, yeah. Um, and we really focused on mule deer the first several days. Yep. Because um, we did have two of our other guys coming later. We were there a week ahead of them. And we were trying to fill our mule deer
1: tags because we had antelope tags <laughs> also, but we could take these guys out with us you know, and hunt just separate sides of the property. They could hunt one side, we could hunt the other, and then communicate with each other, so hunting as team, you know. Um, but it ends up, we started uh, antelope hunting, I think like day three in the mm-hmm. afternoons and mule deer hunting in the mornings. Because what was happening is, you know, if you're spotting and stalking around and you're in a smaller area, the, the deer <clears throat> get educated, so we would always leave them in the afternoon so they'd be back in there in the morning so yes. we could hunt them again. So, we started to hunt antelope. Uh, very first day when we got in the afternoon, got around on a few antelopes, seen a few uh, kind of come up back up to this corner we call our spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, we kind of come up over this corner and around this corner and look, and Mike's like, yeah, there's a buck right there with the doe. And uh, we got out of the truck and... I said to Mike, I said, well, who wants to go first? He's like, well, you can go first. He goes, I already shot my, my mule deer, so you haven't got an animal yet. So I said to him, I was like, well, how do you think I should approach this? And he said, well, just we'll walk up around the backside, because he had taken our buddy Phil the year before, basically on the same, yeah, I stock. Yeah. Up around this backside, and he knew that it plateaued out twice. He says, it plateaued twice. He goes, you come off the first one, you should be able to get down to the second one. Once you get to the second one, he should be right below you. So... It's exactly what we did and Mike stayed around the outside edge just in case he came back around and then Mike would have a shot at him if I missed him. I snuck right down to where Mike said and I kind of raised up over the top of the edge and looked and I couldn't see, I could see the doe and I couldn't see the buck and I just raised up a little bit more and here the buck's right there at 25 yards. I wasn't sure if it was a buck. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I can't really see his, see his, uh, see his horns and, and, uh, kind of raised up, and then he raised his head up, and I was so close to him, he didn't even see me. It's like he looked right <laughs> through me. I never moved, and he put his head right back down and started feeding. Set my pin, pulled up, zipped him. He ran towards the road, which yep. was convenient, yeah, down it was the was hill. Easier to get another. Uh, about 100 yards and fell over, and, yep. and he was done. And it's my biggest antelope. We'll show you guys some pictures here. Uh, great <laughs> antelope. I was thrilled to death, and mike had remembered everything he from the year before so having history with that location sure helped me a lot to be successful so we got that one down mm-hmm. and then the very next thing we stayed on mule deer in the we morning got, we got a mule deer every day yeah and i missed a couple uh good opportunities <coughs> oh and then we were hunting antelope in the afternoons
0: and Mike was Mike was hunting antelope and I was filming Mike. Yeah, we were switching cuz we had one of each tagline. Yep. So Carl mm-hmm. hunted the mornings and I hunted the afternoons and that's kind of how it worked out and
1: I mean we are you were getting on goats. Yeah, I mean, we, we were seeing a lot of goats.
0: A lot of antelope but just trying to close the distance. I wasn't making some good stalks but boy it's you know like I said we always say if you never hunting one with a bow, you're in for a little bit of an eye opener. Yeah, Trying to have, get inside of them and you get a lot of stocks and car watching and hot, yeah. you know, and um, just and couldn't get the distances that I wanted. We were putting in 10 to 20 miles a day out yeah. the lakes. And it was, like I said, it was warm temperatures, you know, upper 80s, 90 degrees with the sun in those planes and stuff. And uh, I don't even remember what day it was. It was like day nine. Was it finally? Yeah, yeah day nine. I think. Yeah, the other guys were there. Yep. Um, and we hadn't got another muley, lots of opportunities, hadn't got another animal of opportunities. You know, not like shot opportunities, but... And then, yeah, you know, we had went, he dropped me off, and I went after one, yeah. and he stood at like a 100-something, and I let one go at him, Yeah, and he moved, just moved out of the way and ran. And we came back to the same spot yeah. where Carl shot his, um, and there was one bedded. Uh, not too far from that area. Yep. And I literally walked right at him. And I don't know if it's... I, You know, I think it's because you get close enough, they don't... If you can get yeah. inside that range... If you can get inside 100 with an antelope... They have seeing
1: you. Yeah, they, they, they're they not really <laughs> comprehending what you are. Yep. And there was a little bit of a yeah. hill there that you could get up to. A little, little bit of a hill, and there was a fence I kind
0: of hid behind. Yeah. And he... Uh, I got to the fence, and I ranged him a few times. He was at 75, and he stood... and Almost faced me. Yeah, he was turned just slightly, um, and I shot him at seventy-five yards facing me. Oh yeah, crushed and yeah. just crushed him, and he took off and almost died in the same. He went up over the same hill where Carl's was. Didn't quite make it that far, but I think he was within yeah. sixty or he 70 wasn't too yards. Far away. To he wasn't oh, yeah. too far away. So that one was down. And we put that one down, so that was pretty awesome. Then you know we went right back at the mule deer hunt yep. again, yep, which was getting frustrating was getting frustrated <laughs> so we had we actually seen there was
1: what was it that was day nine you shot yeah day 11 is when I shot my mm-hmm. my mule deer yeah, we were, so we, were, we had we another day there. we didn't see a darn mule deer not a buck we seen does for a couple days yeah there's just nothing there anymore and we ended up going out and <coughs> we were moving in the morning things were you know I was down <coughs> not making great shots and whatever Mike's there supporting me you know letting me know hey just do your thing whatever and, and uh, we get to a point where all of a sudden we see this we see two bucks coming they're both good bucks um, so we start closing the distance they were probably what mile and a half two miles off They're ways so That's we started sure. moving up the coolies we we're running up this river bottom dry river bottom and we ended up coming across this giant mm-hmm. that was we, we thought we were on one of the deer we had seen and we come around this point and here he's 106 yards or whatever it was yeah. we got busted he takes off <coughs> rifle that's no, a mailman oh. <laughs> mailman but anyhow the the uh, That buck sees us, he takes off, kind (laughs) of ticked, come around the corner and Mike grabs me and pulls me down. He's like, right there, dude. And here's this five by five that we had seen earlier. Yep. And, uh, or he's a four by four. Four by four. Four by four. And uh, so we've got this mud hill in there in between us and him he didn't see us Mike's like sneak around tells me how to get back up over the top of this thing we had to win in in the right direction and uh, I kind of sneak around did exactly what he said come around this mud hill I look at Mike and Mike gives me the he's sleeping look so I didn't even look back at Mike after I did this I kind of peek around the corner and sure shit the deer's laying down sleeping got his head down whatever Number one, I didn't see the other buck with him. Yeah, there's two of them there. So Mike could see them both. My mistake, not looking back at Mike to verify that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Because uh, hunting as a team, that's what you should be doing, working as a team, especially on these animals. And uh, so I didn't verify with him. I had the yardage, I set the yardage. Well, what I didn't know is the other buck must have seen me which alerted the buck that was sleeping. I come around the corner at full draw and here he's already standing. He sees me, turns start going away, quartering away. I've got my pin set, I'm watching him go. He goes about 20 yards, I held high, shot broke. Uh, Ended up hitting him in the front leg, um, messing up his leg pretty bad. He goes up to 100 yards, 108 yards, stands there again, I set my pin, put a shot on him, he just steps out of the way, the arrow misses. He goes up this big ridge, so I'm angry <laughs> uh, Mike's angry we're not happy about anything uh, we go up try and find blood couldn't find any we found some blood up top but not much um, anyhow we go back talk to Landowner. and he's like oh I'm pretty sure I know exactly where he went yeah so we go out we do all this other looking around come up over the top where the landowner said the deer be and he's right there right where he said uh, honestly, I missed up the next shot. I uh, had a range of 53 on my rangefinder, but again, I don't know if the rangefinder was missing up because of the grass or something. Mike had a clear shot. It was only 49 yards, and so I shot right over the top of him. Uh, anyhow, we end up getting up to him again
0: after a long, long hike of probably quite a few miles. It turned into several hours and several yeah. miles later after that. Yeah, this all happened in the morning at probably seven AM and I think I killed
1: him at probably four thirty or five in the afternoon. Yep. It um, and ended up with forty three yard shot, double bunged 'em and and that was the <laughs> end of that. So you guys the picture there, but uh, that was something you know we had a discussion after where Mike and I talked about it where you know we had to, we need to work more as a team there uh, when we do it which which we knew the whole time but I was just getting stupid so <laughs> uh, we know exactly how we'll be working yep. as a team next, yep. next year uh, that being said that hunt is done now it's time to come back to Wisconsin yeah and at that point we had both decided we we're gonna take off the Yep. Um, and we didn't get a lot of time to hunt those on the on mike's property
0: here uh we hunted them a couple times but really never (laughs) never had any opportunities at any no of course the the nights that we tried to hunt them right there wasn't any right they never came to where they had been every day right and there's a lot of corn and stuff around the
1: property so (coughs) yeah they they spend a lot of time there uh so october 8th rolls around uh mike and i go down to my place antlerless deer because I'm seeing a ton of antlerless deer we had to take quite a few of them out Uh, so we had a
0: good night October 8th why don't you tell them how that went yeah we had I don't even remember how many there were that night but I had just a ton of them come out where I was sitting yeah Um, and I don't don't even know I'm trying to remember how many I seen that night 15 16 Mm -hmm. at least maybe more than that I don't know and finally all different deer yeah all different deer coming from different places and finally got a shot at one and put one down mm-hmm. uh, really thought about putting another one down which i should have but i didn't <laughs> but uh so yeah i put one down and i don't know maybe 20 yards ish yeah. or not fell over dead had a one of the big bucks come out mm-hmm. that i would have shot that night had he ever came down which i didn't happen yeah well it's too many toe down oh no, yeah he lingered actually around the body of the one that I shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and thought I heard other stuff, because I, I was pretty sure I heard one crash below me, which is where you were. Yep. Well, yeah, I ended up, <coughs> I was
1: hunting down further to the west, and down on level one, Mike was up on level two, if you guys pay attention to our small property layouts. And uh, I ended up having a doe come in, was 20-yard shot, made a shot on her, she run down towards Mike, and was in the field, I thought she was going to go down, then she gets up and she runs into the creek, which is what you heard, yep. and uh, she ended up dying there in the creek, that's where we found her. Yep. Uh, and then about 10, 15 minutes after that, I had another big adult doe come around from the edge of the corn right past me at 12 yards, well that's too good of an opportunity to pass yeah. up when we have to take antlerless deer out. Yep. So I zipped her too, well then she <laughs> runs up to level two,
0: yeah, it shows up not 200 uh, yards down from me. Yep. Crashes in there in the food plot. So we had three down that <laughs> night. So we had a truckload of deer.
1: Yeah, a truckload of deer yeah. that <laughs> night. <It> was <laughs> that good. was pretty good. Then um, It really shut down there, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we had quite a ruckus of us yeah. out of there and stuff. But it <clears> came <throat> back. Yep. And then, of course, everybody knows when we say we're going on our our vacation our vacation starts around the 20th of October mm-hmm. um, actually before that um, i think it was before our vacation you had
0: mm-hmm. the big nine i had uh, actually i had rover up there in the yeah in the campsite plot yep let, let I, him go and i let him go um, it was early i'm like i just didn't want to shoot him yet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I wanted to. I wanted to go on vacation. Had to leave opportunity. Yeah, which sounds weird, but I didn't shoot him, (laughs) and then I was like, oh, maybe I should have shot him, but I didn't. And uh, we basically waited. We didn't hunt a lot though. No, we didn't. We really bided our time, and it was getting annoying. Not hunting. Yeah. It's kind of like we're I don't know. But then we finally we're on vacation, and um, Carl went a day before me because my stepson was getting married. Yep. So I had to go to the wedding i told him he was lucky that it was that weekend and not the following weekend yeah because you went to bed no way i was going one. <laughs> my wife did not want to hear but that's what it was it so is it is. anyway okay. then we started hunting together that sunday yep. which would have been i think the 22nd mm-hmm. i think we started and um going back and forth you know between the properties and watching like i have cell cams there if you guys watch us so i can kind of monitor what goes on here quite a bit uh, Carl's we don't so we got to go we go and sit and then we pull chips You know as we're going to stands And uh, I mean we had a lot of deer Yeah, you know moving around and
1: was that first week when you had the big one or was that before that you had the big One within 30 yards. I
0: think it was before I think it was before vacation. Yeah, so right we're after Romer part. or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And He was there for quite a while and you just
0: chose because there was
1: so much brush and stuff in
0: that area Yeah, I was I had him there for probably an hour around me um, at a, right where we just put new bedding in mm-hmm. last, you know, okay. last winter. Yeah. Um, and he come out of that. and He was with the doe then because it was earlier. Yeah. And he was chasing does around me quite a bit. I went to full draw on him once, um, thirty yards, but no shot. Quartered away, mm-hmm. <laughs> like picture perfect. But I knew the shot wasn't there, and I let down on him, and he went away. And um, and we had, you know, I, I had another one there. I don't even remember what day. We were on vacation, and I think it was uh, when I was in the throne. Oh, yeah, and he it, came up right below I called him up out of the bottom. i just seen him and called him. I think you were in the shocker plot. Yep. I, I called him up out of the cornfield, which is a level below me. He came right up. That was a big eight, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, walked past me, and then I gave him one more ground. And he came literally right to the, there's footage of it. Yeah, right to the base of of the ladder stand. Yep, and worked a scrape and busted branches right below me. I was at full draw on him, and of course he turned and went the other way. Yeah, instead of stepping out one yeah. step. So that one, one I let down on.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then <coughs> at that point, I mean we we hunted there for quite a few days, um, and it got to be later October. I think it was the twenty eighth. 28th and I was gonna take we have our yep. friend Phil who wants with us and yeah. I was gonna bring my son down because he had a day off where he could come hunt and um, so I was bringing Logan to hunt with me at my place the Triple B and Mike was gonna bring Phil over here
0: yep so I hunted here the 28th and it was that night I was finally going down into the into my bottom plot um, I haven't been in there in two years mm-hmm. because I didn't even hunt it last year. right? So that's our big, I'm sure you guys, like I said, if you follow us, you've seen it. It's an acre plot down there. We had uh, you know, brassicas, turnips, um, winter rye, stuff like that down in a real big thick green plot. Um, put a lot of our trees down there, mm-hmm. built barricades, got a couple of apple trees down there, um, but I don't hunt it until late and it's mm-hmm. it's right off the bedding. I've actually I've killed every buck on my property except one out of the same stand. And that's flyer behind me the, the year before. Mm-hmm. So I went down there. I took the decoy. I yep. decided I was going to take the decoy, the Widowmaker, I call him. Widowmaker. He's always worked for me. I took him down there. I set that up. Um, had the right wind down there. Uh, really, honestly, didn't have a lot on camera. Like It was pretty quiet here wasn't seen all the corn up all the yeah. way around us. all the corn was up like i said this was the 28th october um and i was in there maybe an hour mm-hmm. i think and all of a sudden i had some i had a bunch of crashing and running behind me go through and i seen the does go through because uh, it's thick there and then out towards the that west picked bean field there i seen a little you know just a small little buck come out and i'm like was that little mm. buck chasing, you know, so and then the doe snuck back the yeah. other way through. Yeah. You know how they do that? Yeah. And I'm like, well that was what was the crashing was and also I turn around and there's Romer standing there, which is one of the bucks that we had here forever. Yep. The one I passed in in my campsite plot. And uh I'm like, yeah I'm shooting him. Yeah. And uh he spotted that decoy right away and did not like it. You can see that in, in the footage we had. I think he was walking the deads trying to try side check it. Yeah, he was trying trying to do it, and he couldn't do it. Nope. Um, so he, he only had two options, um, and neither one of them were good for him because for him, he was either going to walk straight out to him or he was going to circle me and go the other way. Well, he decided to circle me, um, which gave me a 20-yard shot, mm-hmm. um, which I blew. So <laughs> he was taking a step. I hit him back. Took off, had a lot of blood, a <coughs> lot of blood. Um, left him for a little bit, went down, looked a little, um, went out. Phil came out. Mm-hmm. Um, we waited till dark, mm-hmm. so a couple hours went after him. Had a lot of blood on the ground. He went, of course, to the corn. Yeah. We went into the corn. Uh, pretty sure we jumped him in the corn. Uh, at that point, I backed out. I marked the spot, backed out. Talked to Carl that night. Uh, they had seen some a couple of small bucks. He also decoyed. You decoyed yep, that night. Yep. I saw a younger buck. And a younger buck come right to the decoy. Let uh, him go by. So, um, I told him I had, you know, had a buck up here mm-hmm. that had showed up two days earlier that I knew was here, um, and I showed him to Carl. Carl's like, I'd shoot that deer. So he was coming up in the morning, and um, we were kind of talking about. I showed him the footage of mine and. We kinda of had a round table discussion of nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. I think we determined. Yeah. <laughs> much. That's a fact. And then we were going out here to get in the stand. Yep. So your hunt. I got in. Mike and I were
1: walking out. Mike says to me, he goes, well, which stand do you want to sit? We had uh, we had the flyer stand, which is the buck that's behind Mike that he had shot the year before which I think is an awesome stand. It's right on the edge of this bedding. And then now we've got the new pond down there on the west hand side. And then we put in uh, a row of pines, which was partially there last year, but we finished it all up this year, which creates deer movement where we want it to be, right down this edge. So it creates basically a 20 to 25 yard shot with a mock scrape in there that they were using really heavy. Mike was getting pictures of this deer working through this area and uh it was either there or you sit down in the uh i don't even know true yeah basically trail, trail, trail stand down. we put a, a habitat pocket in there right by this stand to also create movement so the deer would either come the direction towards me or he would go to mike one way or the other he was in trouble mm-hmm. um so that being said i got well the sun comes up uh we're seeing a few little things happening, and I look out, it was probably about 8 a.m., and here's Freak Show standing. He had just come out of the big plot where Mike had the decoy, mm-hmm. and Freak Show standing on the trail, and I look, and I can't see Mike, but he's really only about 60 yards from you, probably, 67 60, yards away. So I call, and the deer hears me, and he turns, and Mike had gotten his camera out by now, and and the deer comes in, he's just P.O., just pissed off. He's, you could tell this deer was aggressive anyway in the pictures on how he carried himself, um, just what type of animal he was. And he starts ripping up trees, and you can see in the video here, it just breaking crap. He breaks this tree in half, picks it up in his antlers and weighs the thing. it. Yeah. And I'm like, geez. So I called to him a couple more times, then I snort wheezed at him, and, uh, That did it. He turned, he started coming right along the the pond, right up the trail, basically towards me, comes 14 yards, turns broadside, I zipped him. Really nice buck, freak show, we'll show you guys some of the video and pictures here. Kind of cool story, even though it was a short story because Mike had just gotten pictures of him, knew he was there. He's like, he's gonna come through here, one of us is gonna get a shot. And that's exactly
0: what happened. So that's how that one worked out. There. so now yeah he basically where he went of course he went all the way through the bedding uh, yeah. you know like normal so we get all the way through there we waited we sat still a couple hours yep. and i was sitting yet because you know i hadn't found my buck the night before yeah so um anyway we go to get carl's buck and i and it was we get to where he's laying i'm like oh he went right over top of my blood trail carl's like really i said yeah and I, I showed him he's like jesus man He's it's like, I didn't know that he had that much blood. And I said, yeah. I said, it's quite a bit. And he's like, well, we better go look for that deer. So uh, we got freak out of there, cleaned up and out of there, and in the trailer, and the three of us, because Phil was up too, yep. we went out there looking for him. And, you know, had a lot of blood in the corn. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I point, waypointed it. Uh, we walked right to that last blood and kept following it and had blood and had blood. And then, uh you got down and saw you know you're like well i can see a whole bunch of corn down mm-hmm. up ahead of us and i'm thinking oh, he's got to be up there you know so we get up there and it's it's like a crime scene oh, yeah. all the corn is down there's hair there's blood and it's going downhill because right. we're on the side hill of the ridge and i'm thinking like i'm walking in there like he's going to be right here yeah nothing yeah. No. <laughs> yeah And i think we got one more smear of blood heading west again yeah and then we just had tracks
1: yeah he got into a kind of a wider row of corn i think it's where they had split it and then have the arm down or something and so we're not seeing blood on the corn on the leaves and anything so he because he can go right down the middle of this thing and we're on the tracks we went quite a ways on the tracks to the point to where we could almost see the far west side of well we could we could see them all the way down to the where the tree line was mm-hmm. and Mike says to me or I said to Mike maybe we should go all the way down I don't remember one of us said it and we ended up not going down for some reason all the way to the end because we were like we, we weren't even sure if we were on the right yeah. tracks you know there's no blood and it's a hundred and some yards we went um, but instead of going all the way down we didn't so we turned around and and went back, and uh, never recovered Mike's deer at that point. Mm-hmm. And we commenced to
0: yeah, we kept hunting. Uh, we kept hunting for the next yeah, so we seven days. We seven went days. back then to your place. Yeah, we we're going every day. So I was leaving here at three. Yeah, three in the morning. Three in the morning. We we're going to Carl's place, which is two hours from my place. Um, we'd hunt there till dark, and then I would come home. Mm-hmm. So we were putting in fourteen-hour days. I had, I had two more, two more times at full draw the first few days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just with no shot again on, on some big ones. Moved around, really pushed it. Yeah. We really pushed in. We pushed in hard to the bedding. Um, and got him tight. You know, and it we were good for a while. Yeah. You know, because but you know, everybody you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And, then and pretty it's, soon it's just too much. You pushed it too much, and you know the last day. Out. I think we went the last day that we went there and uh didn't see nothing no it was just dead quiet and every other day had been deer running and grunting and chasing and mm-hmm. so sort of like well we're gonna leave we're gonna let it sit yeah a couple days so we came home carl was gonna cut you were gonna cut him up yeah and i'm like well i'll come back and i'll hunt here in the morning and, and then we'll kind of just see what, what goes on yeah. yeah um so in the meantime i had i had messaged the you know the other landowner that owned the cornfield. Yep. Where my deerhead went into, and I said, "Hey, uh, shot a buck. He ran into your into your cornfield, lost him in there. If you pick the corn and you find him, you know, let me know." So uh, I didn't hear anything back from him, but you know he's an older, you know, farmer guy. There, it's not like they're big on texting. So I was like, well, I told him. You know, had talked to him quite a few years, but know him." And, and uh, so I. Don't remember exactly if I went to your place again and came back or what it was, but no, you, you know, hunted here. I think I hunted here though. But the day before, the wife texted me. She's like, "Oh, they're picking that corn." Yeah, we were down at my place. Yeah, we at your place. She said, "Oh, they're picking that cornfield." You know where where uh, Romer had went into. I'm like, "Oh, cool." You know. So it's all picked. I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Great." I'm like, "Well," obviously they didn't find him. So I'm hunting here. And I come out and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta look, you know, so I walked down and I walked up my ridge and I had glass and, uh, all the way down at the end of the field yeah. is, uh, you know, it's a line fence and there's a tree down that had fell a lot of line fence in there and there's corn around it yeah. and there's crows all over up in the tree. And I'm like, I gotta look. So I go down there and sure enough, there he lays Mm-hmm. Right where we didn't finish walking to right. you know, the crows were on him and stuff. You know, so long story short, you know, ended up finding him, but you know, it was it was a week. Yeah. Probably a week later, you know, so not meat no good or anything like that. But you'll see I did the recovery with him and yep. and all that too. So good on one end, not good on the other, lost the deer, you know. Did tag the deer. Did tag so, the deer, yeah. That yep. was it. Respect yeah, was for the
1: animal right there. Respect for you for doing I, that. I sent
0: the sent the took the wife down there and we took pictures and did the filming and all that and I sent the picture to Carl and you know, he was all cranked up and sends me that back. Oh yeah. Well surprisingly the deer hadn't <laughs> got tore up by the yolks. That's surprised no, Well it me. wasn't it wasn't bad. There's a little bit on the same corner and that was it, but yep. yeah, hit him exactly where I thought I hit him, you know, and just long story short, we should have walked it out, you know, or yeah. finished off. Whatever. It, you it know, is what it is it, part of it, the It's life. always twenty twenty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: now that Mike's got his walk it's time to we got a, a week worth of work and then we're heading to North Dakota yeah.
0: no mule deer tag no
1: mule deer tag we got white tail tags this year guys the week in front of us didn't shoot anything no. uh, well I'll take that back one guy shot a doe yep. which I wouldn't do out there but no. he did so that's fine um, so we get there we get to move in right away which was great uh, we're driving in and we're seeing mule deer all over the place. No mule deer tag, like Mike said. Had a good night Friday night yeah. and nice steak dinner and everything. We got two new guys hunting with us. Well, Phil, who hunts with us quite a bit, yeah. and then another guy from the staff, uh, a guy named Matt Davis from out by where my land is area. So we're taking those guys out there for the first time. White tail hunting. So we go out before we even go to town to have a steak dinner and we're throwing stands up. Mm-hmm so we have a couple spots and mike and i know in the river bottoms where we had hunted whitetail before we hang one stand in the same tree mike had an opportunity out of a couple years back when we had the last yep. whitetail tag and i was right across the uh road on the other side of that river bottom uh in a same type of setup so first morning we get out there in the tree my opportunity ended up not really Being a whitetail, I didn't get to shoot him. That's a (laughs) mule deer
0: come by, right? But somebody, yeah. I had one opportunity, the only one that we would end up getting, yeah. And uh, I put some calls out, you know, just blind call out there. Um, I don't do a lot of it here, but out there you do it. They're a lot more call receptive than they are here. So I blind called, and I have not seen anything, nothing. And all of a sudden, I look over across the ditch the river Mm -hmm. and there stands a buck a nice buck and he come out come across crossed the ditch was coming to me um got to 60 turned um was going i I went to full draw i had ranged him at 60. Um, i had to stop him Mm -hmm. because he would have been behind a cedar i stopped him and i shot and he ducked me Uh, it was a perfect shot right over top and he turned around boom he was gone after that you know typical whitetail no oh, yeah um, had I not had to stop him I think I'd have killed him Yeah. but he was alert then after I did that yeah uh, you know and he's like oh a 60 yard shot but the whitetail out there you're know, yeah. not used to that they don't look up they don't know nothing's in a tree and no. you know he was unaware but anyway that ends up being the only buck that we had an opportunity to shoot out there. Um, and we moved, yeah. and we put time in, and we put stands on. So we took four
1: stands, <coughs> well, two stands each, yeah. and we set four sets. So right after we got done with that morning hunt, we we hung two more stands. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, uh, that evening hunt, we were moving basically four stands a day. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: We were moving them all over the place, minimum of two stands a day to try and find better locations to get on these deer. Uh, That night, the first night that I was there, I sat down a spot we call the homestead uh, tree we had set up out there. About four o'clock, I look to my south, and there's a deer moving in the bottom. Um, I call to it, it starts coming, gets behind some brush, and ends up Disappearing nice eight pointer probably 130 some inches And I look up on the hillside to my west and the National Park is there so the National Park fence is not too far from the property we're hunting and Here's a guy standing on top of the ridge And I'm not thinking much of it, you know I'm, There's a mule deer buck kind of in the park kind of walking below him. He doesn't see him but the muley sees the guy uh, and then the guy's girlfriend comes and they're out just on a hike. So didn't think much of that You know, they go over the ridge. I don't see them. So it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon About 5 whatever 515 is when the Sun was going down at that point And uh, Gets to be about 445 5 o'clock and I look to my north and here comes a really nice whitetail out of the bottom on our property there right off by the ran right off by the uh, corral I turn and I start calling, and he turns, and kind of comes cuts the distance in half, so now he's about 170 yards away from me. And I'm looking at the deer and the deer, I think the deer is looking at me. And I'm a full camel. I don't understand why the deer's looking at me, you know, because I didn't call to him again. I'm figuring, oh, he's just looking in a general direction, and all of a sudden I hear behind me, "Oh, there's a hunter. Well, here are these people that come around the corner, and they walk the other way around the corner and walk right along the park fence, and the deer's watching them. So that didn't work out. Yeah. That's the only white other... Those are the only two whitetail bucks that yeah. we seen,
0: or i seen, and neither one was within shooting distance. Yeah. I never saw another whitetail except that night when I sat in that bottom close to you. Yeah, That doe came, yeah. and she went right by you. Yeah, So that was the only other whitetail that i seen, and she was... 450 yards from me yeah walk 20 yards I think from you and we're not out there to shoot does no (laughs) yeah I had a couple white-tailed doe coming to me had one within five yards but
1: we did have encounters with mule deer bucks oh yeah of course we did yeah lots of them too and we'll show you guys some footage of some of the muley bucks that we uh, we had opportunities to see of course didn't have a tag so that's how that worked out ends up we uh, we ended up not Taking a whitetail in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. So that was our failure for this year, but we now we're done getting ready for the season and prepping
0: For the next year. <laughs>
1: yep. So lots of hunts next year. Lots of hunts coming up. We got bear hunt, <clears throat> bear hunt Muley and antelope after that. Yep. Hopefully another mule deer tag. Yeah. That'll
0: be good. Whitetail here. Here in Wisconsin, we got a lot full full plate. Full plate <laughs> opportunity for five
1: on the wall, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so we appreciate you guys listening, checking out the obsession. We uh, appreciate you guys listening to the podcast every week on Saturdays at seven a.m. Remember to watch for small property layouts at seven a.m. on Wednesdays. Yeah, we'll be
0: starting again soon.
1: So hopefully, you guys had a good year. If uh, you want to tell us about your
0: success, hit us up right here in the comments. Especially if anything we said made any sense and we helped you a little bit, we, yeah. sure, want to, we sure want to hear about that. So yeah. Send some pictures, too.
1: Yep. Check us out on the Facebook machine. You can send the pictures to that. We're going to be showing you guys some of the success stories uh, from some of our listeners each year, or last year. We appreciate that. So If you guys want to listen to just the podcast, check us out at Spotify, Google, iHeart, Apple, yeah. RSS.com. Amazon. Amazon. Also, Watch our Pretty Faces right here on YouTube. YouTube. Check us on at Instagram at Rush Outdoors Wisconsin <laughs> or The Obsession Podcast Hunting. Thanks for listening. Later.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Is there another one behind it? No.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at that. I can hear yeah. Yep. He's like, bitches, listen.